0: You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5, jazz and more. I'm Dave Washington, your host. I'm excited about our first guest today will be Congresswoman, former Congresswoman, Shelly Berkeley. Hello, Congresswoman, and and I I do want you to say hello before I make a few announcements.
1: All right. Hello, Chief. It's great to hear your voice.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Got a few birthdays I want to... Acknowledged for this month, uh, Miss Shirley Herndon, uh, she, she's having her birthday this month, and also her son, Kelly Herndon, the father of, of two of my grandsons. And as <laughs> far as condolences are concerned, a heavy heart, I, I learned yesterday that a, a former fire service colleague, uh firefighter brother, Leonard Ladd, transitioned yesterday. What a great man he was. This guy was always cool, calm, and collected a firefighter, Hazmat Tech, worked out of Station 3 over on Washington and Rancho. And again, just a just a great soul. So uh, to his wife, Linda, and the rest of the family, uh, we expressed our deepest and warmest condolences to you guys. It, it's going to be a great loss. But we will not forget Leonard Ladd. He was the second president of the Black Firefighters for the city of Las Vegas, he came in right after I left. I did a four, four year two four-year terms, and he came in right behind me and did an excellent job. So again, we'll miss Leonard. This is um, a day in this month where we will celebrate and acknowledge veterans. So I thought it would, would be appropriate to bring someone on who I know did a lot of work for veterans when she served in our Congress. So former Congresswoman Miss Shelley Berkeley,
1: how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Chief. It's good to hear your voice again
0: for sure i got a, I got a few questions for you. one, and I know others know, but I want to make sure that our listening audience is well aware of who mm-hmm. you are born and raised where
1: Well, I was born in upstate New York, okay. Uh, well, actually, not that's not true. I was born on the lower east side of New York mm-hmm. when I was two years old. My parents moved to uh to upstate New York, mm-hmm. and when I was twelve, we moved to Las Vegas, mm. so I am as close to a native Las Vegan as you can come. I did junior high school, high mm-hmm. school, and college here in Las Vegas. I um, I went to John C. Fremont Junior High School. Mm-hmm. I was part of the first graduating class at Valley High School and the first person in my family to go to college at Nevada Southern University before it became UNLV.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah, you've, you've got some history here. So I, I have
1: lots of history.
0: <laughs> so you started your... Political career in what year? Because I know you've you've done a number of things as far as uh, uh, public office is concerned.
1: Yes. Well, uh, before I ran for public office, I I was running for office anyway. I was mm-hmm. student body secretary of uh, Valley High School, student body president of UNLV, and my first office. That my public office that I ran for was the Nevada State Assembly Mm -hmm. in 1982. Then, of course, you know, I served on the University Board of Regents, where it was very important to keep tuition low Mm -hmm. um, because... Most of the people that go to UNLB are just like me, we're first generation college goers working and going to school, some people raising a family on top of that. Mm-hmm. So low tuition is very, very important for uh, the people that go to our public universities. And then, of course, I spent seven terms in the United States Congress and I finished in 23rd january of 2013 i was back home
2: okay
0: i know mm-hmm. during your your time in the in that office of congress you did some things and i wish you just okay. kind of uh bring those forward because i think there's a lot of folks out there in our listening audience that may not be aware of some of the accomplishments that you made and carried out in the name of uh, military veterans
1: Well, I appreciate that very much. Before I won my first race to Congress, um, the veterans organizations uh, kind of adopted me, and they started spending time with me and explaining and sharing with me what the challenges are for the veterans population. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I got to Congress, in 1999 I was elected in November of 98 I had a pretty good idea of what the veterans uh, not only in in the southern nevada area but throughout the united states were were facing mm-hmm. and so i uh, my first uh, my first committee assignment in congress was on the veterans affairs committee so i became quite an advocate Uh, A strong advocate for veterans. I think this country, you know, we very easily send people um, uh, to defend this nation Mm -hmm. and to serve in our military. We don't often take care of those same people that we sent to uh, to defend us. We don't take very good care of them when they come back to this country after their service. And there's a number of of issues, but perhaps the thing I'm most proud of Mm -hmm. is I got the funding for the VA hospital in North Las Vegas, which was a part of my congressional district Mm -hmm. um, when I was uh, in Congress. So I am very proud of that facility. Um, We had, uh, it's one of the finest in the country. Uh, We uh, serve our veterans. They get the best possible health care. And uh, that, if You asked me what the one thing that I'm proudest of Mm -hmm. in the seven terms that I served in Congress, it would be bringing that VA hospital to Southern Nevada. But in addition to that, and you know these issues as well as I do, um, during my time in Congress, we were engaged in the Iraq War and Mm -hmm. the Afghan War. And when people came home, uh, some uh, of our men and our women um, that uh, were in service came home to a much different world. And they don't, uh, they don't realize when they first get out some of the challenges that they're going to face once they're back in civilian life. Right. And so there's a lot of PTSD, mm-hmm. unemployment, homelessness, and all of these things must must be corrected by this uh, by our government. And our veterans' issues are not only a federal issue; it's a state issue, it's a county issue, and it's a local issue because these people deserve our gratitude for the sacrifices they have made. And Dave, in addition to that, um, their families we own owe oh, our those military families a debt of gratitude for the sacrifices they have made for their loved ones in service.
0: Ditto to what you've said. In fact, I've always said anytime I get a public forum to to talk about what we need to do and what we haven't done, and you just really echo those same sentiments that America do, could do a lot better in taking care of those who have gone to war for her. So We got to step it up, you guys, and uh, thank you for saying it. And again, I've I've been out to that facility. I've had uh, family members out there. It is a top-notch facility, talking about the Veterans Um, Hospital
1: for sure. Yeah, you are so right. I mean, state-of-the-art with prosthetic devices, state-of-the-art with so many different services that are provided by that facility, and I think it is um, exactly what our um our our men and women in service deserve when they come home um, you know, my my father served in World War Two, obviously, you know, he was in mm-hmm. the Navy. Um, he, he loved his service, loved his country, um, but he received health care at that VA hospital. And I was very happy to be able to you know, make sure that my dad got very good care. My husband mm-hmm. was in the army during the Vietnam era.
2: Right. He was
1: a doctor. Um, in the Army. So he took care of uh, our men and women that were coming home stateside with a variety of, of serious medical challenges. Absolutely. So,
0: your, your husband is still doing well because he's my kidney doctor. Look, as we prepare <laughs> as we prepare to close, uh, former Congresswoman, yes. uh, what are you doing right now? Anything you'd like to share with our audience before we close out? And I appreciate well, you coming on. Well, that's
1: awfully nice of you. Yes, I've decided to run for mayor of Las Vegas I am very, very excited about the prospect of leading this extraordinary city that has been the hometown to now four generations of my family. Mm. Um, There is nothing happening in the city of Las Vegas that I didn't help with when I was in Congress because Mm -hmm. my congressional district overlaid um, the city (laughs) of Las Vegas and North Las Vegas and part of the county. But I know Las Vegas well. I know the people that call Las Vegas gets home, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to roll up my sleeves and and serve them, as you know, Dave, for many years, I believe in public service it's the price I pay for living in this country, and i I look forward to if I'm lucky enough to be elected the next mayor of the city of Las Vegas. As you know from my prior elected offices, uh, you know I devote myself entirely to the people I represent and always put their interests above my own, and I'm looking forward to doing that again.
0: Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll say this as we close. You know, uh, for those of you who don't know, when I became a fire chief when I was appointed, Uh, The congresswoman was one of the ones who came and spoke. I had about 10 people. They said, who do you want to speak? I started looking at different people that I've known in the community who've done good things for folks. And uh, I I recall and and I appreciate and I'm sure some people say he probably paid her to say that. No, I didn't. She (laughs) she knows me from the community. Well, Congresswoman, thank thank you so much. And we appreciate you. We'll get you back on sometime because I think you have a lot to offer, particularly to our veterans who, Uh, have served this country. So thank you so much for your
2: time.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, and you have a great day.
0: All right. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5, jazz and more. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5, jazz and more. Uh, my second guest is Mr. Richard Jack III. I'll have him to introduce himself after I straighten up a mess that I made uh, initially with our first guest. And that is, I express condolences to the family of a dear friend, Leonard Ladd. Leonard Ladd was a second president of the Black Firefighters for the city of Las Vegas. I served two terms, those two terms came to four years. It was two-year terms. So I, I think I, well, not not think, I know I said I did four-year four terms. That's not true, so I want to straighten that up. Mr. Richard Jack, tell us a little bit about yourself, please, because I know our listening audience, you have been on the show a couple of times, but just to refresh for those who may not have uh, gotten that background on you, please, sir.
3: Yes, sir. How are you doing, Chief? Doing Richard with. Jack, I am a, a retired Air Force um, 20 years plus. Um, I run a, a program called Gentlemen by Choice, along with Ladies by Choice, where we teach youth the power of mindset, leadership, image, financial management, and etiquette training. And uh, I, I live up in the, in the north part of the valley. I'm happy to be on, on today.
2: Mm,
0: excellent. Excellent. And your colleague in, in, in setting this up is, is also a, well, he is a school teacher. Am I correct?
3: Absolutely. Mr. Anthony's He me right now. He works at Matt Kelly. He is a native of Nevada, and we've been been doing this program for probably going on 14 years. Um, We've had some great experiences. We've seen a lot of youth come through the program and have had tremendous success in what we do. Um, We love what we do. We're in the community, and we're really attached to schools, Um, and we're trying to get more involved in doing some more community work because we know what's needed.
0: Absolutely. In fact, uh, Brother Rich invited me over to a class that he was conducting with some young men. And anyone, certainly I was, and I know that anyone who might go and just witness, see what they're doing, you would be very, very impressed because these young men, you could tell they're well-disciplined and I think that's a key to success for anyone, male or female, black or white, is to have a certain level of discipline, so you can keep yourself. and And as I mentioned to those young men, when he gave me an opportunity, to spoke, I am not perfect. I was in trouble as a young man, as well, you know. But the the key is, what are you going to do? Are you going to straighten up? Are you going to keep going down this this ugly, rough road? And and certainly, as I mentioned to them from. What I know about education, those and, and the the prison system, those who are in there, most of them don't have a minimum of a high school education. So, what you guys are doing over there with that program, I think it's going to have a great impact. And certainly, no one's expecting you guys, brother Rich, to to save them all. But if you save some, and and I watch how. I'm watching how these young men interact with one another. they're watching those who are who speak well and you can see that they're man i i gotta i can do that and you can see their confidence level coming up just by the different things you have them doing and and I'm watching these different scenarios and different uh, things you had them do and 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 i I know as a as an instructor I was a fire service instructor instruct also down at the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. And particularly with young people, you got to keep them engaged. And I watched how you did that masterfully. And I trust that you do it with, with all the classes that you guys have. Very, very important.
3: Yeah, thanks for that. And, and I think the key for me is I'm passionate about what I do, so it comes, it comes a little bit natural to me. The biggest thing that I, I enjoy about this, is that you get a chance to plant a seed. Mm -hmm. And if we nurture the seed, good things grow. Um, But we give them a platform to think for themselves, to cause them to become independent thinkers. And more importantly, let them know that even though they're a child, they still can make the right decision in spite of circumstances.
0: Absolutely. And I notice how when someone made a mistake or didn't do something correctly, Everybody paid a price. You had them doing push-ups, and I'm like, I recall, uh, I'm from, I'm sure you're familiar with our deceased friend. Uh, I call him. He was an intellectual, as far as I'm concerned, so very bright. And that's uh, Sam Smith, uh, uh, deputy uh, fire marshal out of Clark County Fire Department. And Sam helped to get a lot of people on the fire department. He got helped them to get prepared. And I never saw it, but I heard about it. When you give the wrong answer, Sam, make you do push-ups. And one guy said, that's why I won't go back. I said, and that's why you, you didn't make it. <laughs> you know, I think it's yeah. important. He, yeah. he, he was just, yeah, he was being somewhat hard on you, but that's what it takes sometimes. That's what it takes.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we, make it a, we make it a game mm-hmm. um, because it's not, it's not a punitive response. It is more of, hey, this is the standard that we set for ourselves to include me. Right, So that way it's not just about them, it's also me involved in the process, but it's a way of encouraging behavior modification and to raise awareness. And that's what the program really does. Mm-hmm. It raises their consciousness level about how they're showing up in these different environments as gentlemen and not just young boys. And, and I think that when we put a label on a child and we say he's a kid or he's a boy, mm-hmm. I think we minimize their potential and GBC's is to maximize both for our young ladies and our young men.
0: And again, you're doing, that's the first time that I actually witnessed how you guys run the program. I, I, I had gone to a couple of meetings that you guys had over at, and I'm assuming you still have the office over in the plaza. And if not, yes. that, that's where I, I saw you guys kind of, you were planning things that you were planning to initiate with these young men. And now, how long? so how long have the women's uh, armor that's been going?
3: It's probably been about five years. It started in Hawaii, and then we came back. I came back in 2019 and established it at one of the schools. And and, uh, because the young ladies are saying we need the same, not exactly the same, but something similar, because Mm -hmm. we want to know what you're teaching young men. And it's been a blessing to be able to expose that to them. We're not teaching anything that's rocket science, but we are laying some additional foundational information that will be beneficial to all.
0: I find that very interesting. So it didn't start in Las Vegas as far as the women part, the young lady part. That actually started in Hawaii, you say?
3: Yeah, I was, I was coming back from mm-hmm. uh, when I went over my second year in Hawaii. I, was, I had put the program in the first year I was there. in the second year, mm-hmm. uh, probably about 10 fourth or fifth graders called me in because I was a school counselor and asked me, can they have a conversation with me? And I was like, exactly Mm-hmm. And their conversation was, well, you're teaching the boys, can you do something for the females? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, <laughs> I never thought about it, but um, let me try it out. And I took the same curriculum. I modified my approach a little bit to adjust to their their needs. Right. Um, and I brought some female um, faculty members in the program with me mm-hmm. to kind of guide me and help me understand what they were requesting. And then when we got to the areas that I needed a female's perspective... They weighed in on it, and more importantly, um, which still my choice looks at, is how do we model those behaviors? So not only did it have me speak, and we had different leaders in the community mm-hmm. that were female come in and, and address the young ladies, mm-hmm. and they got a chance to see different perspectives across the board. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our young ladies in the program were followers.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And then
3: we brought it back to Vegas, and we, we received the same kind of welcoming and the same kind of input. Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. I think that uh it was certainly wise on your part cuz women have a different sensitivity about certain things that guys don't necessarily if they if it's not brought to their attention, man. I know in my case cuz sometimes my you know, I got three girls. Uh, they told me I'm 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 too impatient. I'm always, you know, ripping in and running and you know, and I and I won't wait long enough for them to explain something to me. You know, I like the that 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 short version of Reader's Digest, what do they call? Or what are, what's the other word? Cliff Notes. You know, give me give give it to me. Right, I don't, right, I don't right. need that. I don't need all of that. And it and it, dri- yeah. it used to drive them crazy. They said, Daddy, you need to slow down. But uh, no, that's excellent, man. That right. you had the the wherewithal and the wisdom to say, you know what? Let me bring in some women that will help me to know what I need to know in terms of addressing and dealing with the needs of young women. So. We're proud of you, man, you and your colleague, man, for, I appreciate do, for, that. for doing this, man, because I, I just know that it's absolutely essential that we do things, as you said, to grow. You know, you you, you you plant and then you cultivate. If you don't cultivate, you know, the weeds will grow wild, man. So you always have to keep your, your eyes and ears on them. They remember you. you. You touch these lives, man, and... You Again, we won't save them all, but as long as we give an effort. And, and again, I'm going to keep preaching and encouraging fellows that I know that have some time to come and help out, man. Come and let their faces be seen in some of these schools where you guys are opening up your program. So you got that commitment from me. I'm going to con- continue to help you guys uh, promote it for sure. Now, as far as the young lady who apparently, for sure, apparently who is not going to call – H- have you any idea that uh, of what she's trying to get promoted that you could say a few words before we close out today
3: absolutely um every year, gentlemen by choice at the nuclear plaza with the other individuals that are there mm-hmm. um we get together and we do a Christmas program for the youth okay and we partner as a commu- as a center um and the individuals that are included in that is uh Five Star Tax LLC, mm-hmm. uh, the Nucleus Plaza uh, Le- Legal High mm-hmm. um, LLC, and everyone else that's inside the plaza. We have the Bully Buses is going to be there. Okay, um, and a couple uh, Nevada Community Connection will be there. Mm-hmm. So we come together as a community, and we supply toys, and refreshments, and things of that nature. We give out toys. Um, this year's event is going to be. Saturday, December twenty third, from twelve to three p.m. at the nucleus plaza. We asked people to show up, bring your children out. Um, we're probably going to have, I think, the last count we had was close to five hundred thousand toys, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It may be more or less. I don't have the, the exact numbers, right? But uh, Miss uh, Pam Colbert, she and I had a conversation, and, and she and Miss Sheila from uh, Five Star Tax, they had a conversation. And they came down and said, hey, you know, you're, we, we value in the community. We see what you're doing with the kids. Mm-hmm. How about we do something in the community, bring attention to the spirit of, of, of Christmas, the holiday season, and bringing the community together. And so they started this tradition about maybe four or five years ago. Okay. And so every year we come together as a plaza mm-hmm. um, and we make that happen for the kids in the community, for the families in the community. And it's our way of giving back and saying, hey, we appreciate some of the things that they're going through, mm-hmm. but if we can do something to help, this is what it's all about for us.
0: Absolutely. So, give me those dates again, because I, you know, I got a few more shows this month, and I'll make sure that I, I, I uh, at least mention it a few times. And and, and does 20, it have a December twenty De- December twenty third? Okay.
3: December twenty third between twelve and three p.m. Twelve to
0: three at Nucleus Plaza parking lot
3: parking
0: lot. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So you guys have been doing this for a number of years and, and everybody in the plaza just kind of pulled together to kind of help children out in terms of uh, just celebrating and providing them some of the needs that they may have in terms of gifts, et cetera. And it's a, it's a group effort.
3: Yes, It's about unification. Uh-huh. Exactly. So it's about unification and coming together and working together in unity as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, to make this
0: happen for our community youth. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, I appreciate you filling in for her. Uh, uh, She missed a golden opportunity, but I think that as long as we get it covered, that's the key. And we will make sure that we make statements about this on more of our other shows as we go through the month of November where we acknowledge, particularly on the 11th, our veterans, and you are one, I am one, and uh, the service that was provided, and as we, we talked with the congressman prior to your arriving as my second guest, we talked about how America should do a better job in terms of taking care of her military personnel who've gone off to to defend this country, defend our, our democracy, etc., yet sometimes we don't do what we need to do in terms of taking care, because there's a lot of homeless veterans out there. So um, we got to continue the work. And I appreciate you for all that you're doing and will continue to do. And, again, you and Antonis have my commitment to assist you guys in telling folks about the great work that is done. But not only what you guys are doing, because I know you can can get burnt out, man, dealing with, with anybody, let alone them being young folks who are full of, full of, full, full of energy. So, I'm going to do what I can to assist you guys and continue to promote and encourage others to come out and participate by way of doing some work. Not just uh, money is important, but sometimes you, you need people's time to, to come in and help out a little bit. Uh, final remarks before or, or statements before we close out? And again, I appreciate you coming.
3: Absolutely. On. No worries. And I just wanted to clarify something mm-hmm. the reason why they call me coach. Mm-hmm is because I am a personal development coach. And so what we did was we embedded personal development into what Gentleman by Choices does. So Mm -hmm. now we're not doing mentorship. We're actually coaching them on how to be better Mm -hmm. individuals. And I wanted to draw that distinction because anybody can mentor to to a degree, right? Mm -hmm. But to have somebody come beside you and, and, and coach you from a loving spirit and give you direction that you can bounce ideas off of and have conversation and kind of give direction, I think it takes on a different meaning when you are actually have a curriculum that challenges the way they think about mm-hmm. things and teach them mm-hmm. how to think about things differently oh. so from a personal personal development perspective. Absolutely. Um, but I appreciate you having me on. I wanted to share that. Sure. And please continue to promote this and have the fam- people come on down on December 23rd and partake in the, the festivities.
0: This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. We appreciate uh, the former Congresswoman Shelly Berkeley coming on the show today as well as Richard Jack III. Appreciate it.